All right, who here loves science? Huh? Yeah, okay, good. We got four of you. We've got a science test tonight. Are you ready? We're going to start with this. I'm going to ask you to define this word. Uh, C's going to put it up for us. It's called parasite. Parasite. Can you define the word parasite? Bishop. Whoa, that's pretty good, Bishop. Did you study that before you came here tonight? Very nice, man. Very impressive. You call me son again, I'll take your knees out. All right, thank you. Uh, so, that's a little scary too. I don't want to claim that. Call me son. Uh, parasite, okay? Organism that's living, that sort of lives off of and sucks the life out of the host that it, it, it's with. Have, have we heard this word before? Anybody... Parasite, parasite. Here is what I always go to dictionary.com online a lot of times. And this is what it says for parasite, which is very um, scary how close it is to what Bishop just shared. Go to the next slide. See, it's an organism that lives on or in an organism of another species known as the host from the body of which it obtains nutriment, okay, what it gets, its food, its source, how it lives off of. It's also a person who receives support, advantage, or the like from another or others without giving any useful or proper return as one who lives on the hospitality of others. Every youth group has got this type of person. I'm not trying to call them out, but let me just share this because I've seen it through the years. And this is where I see them. We go out to eat as a group. It's just sort of nonchalant. We just plan, hey, let's go out to eat. And they go, yeah. This person always comes out to eat, but they have no money. They're also known as the mooch. Does anybody know a mooch from school? I mean, they mooch. They come and they either mooch off the food you have or they puppy dog eyes it enough to get what they want, right? Or have you ever had that friend that said, oh, I'll pay you back, and then they sort of forget about it? We ever had that? Yes? Am I alone here? I'm just the only one that's been used and abused. That they are sort of like a a, par, a, par, a parasite. Now, when you see them tomorrow at school, just point at them and say parasite. Okay, that's what you no because what they do is they they sort of feed off the host and and they don't give anything back. They just sort of suck the life. They're like elites. They just sort of suck you dry. They're like a tick, right? Have you ever seen like a tick? I'm, have you ever heard the phrase "almost fools a tick on a hound dog"? You ever heard that phrase? That's a good phrase right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm so full. I'm so full of ticks. Anyways, ticks are bloated. They just suck. They don't give anything. They just, they're a parasite. Okay. Now, in honor of Star Wars, I've learned this word through the Star Wars series, and I want to share it with you. The word is symbiote. Who here knows what the word symbiote means? Right there. Bishop, our uh, human dictionary. Go ahead. Very, very true. But we're going to, most of the time, a symbiote is, is helpful and not hurtful. Most of the time. Sometimes it's not. And that, you're very, very right on that. So a, 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 a symbiote, according to dictionary.com, is this. A close and usually obligatory association of two organisms of different species that live together, often to mutual benefit, okay? It, it helps. They help each other out. Can we see there's a difference between a parasite 
and a symbiote. Yes or no? We see that, right? One, it's like a leech. It just, it just goes and it takes and it, it just takes what it wants and it doesn't give. A symbiote most of the time works with the host that it's with for a, a common good or goal. They work together. They help each other out. Do you, do you, you get that? Yes or no? My question tonight is this. Are you a parasite or are you a symbiote? Hmm, this sounds so intellectual. It's so far beyond me. It's unbelievable. Are we ready to get into the word? We're going to be in the book of Acts chapter 2. Now, in honor of Star Wars Day, can anybody tell me who wrote the book of Acts? Luke wrote the book of Acts. Now, Luke also wrote the book of Luke. Very good. So Acts is sort of Luke part two, okay? And Acts begins with Christ right when he goes up into to heaven. He tells the apostles that he's going to give them a help, 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 helper, not hell, helper. Let me finish. Thank you. Okay. And it's going to come to them and it's going to be, it's going to help them to do amazing things. It's going to guide them and give them comfort and help. And then we see in Acts um, chapter 2, that the Holy Spirit comes, they speak in tongues. Now, what 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 does that mean? Speaking in tongues. Is that speaking in tongues? Uh, that almost is, but not, right? A lot of, of, of folks say that's speaking. I just spoke in tongues and um, and God said, give Dan a raise. No, they, they, I mean, they, they say things and, and, and they, they do things. And I think even they feel things. And they don't know how to express it. And they come out and they say that it's tongues. But in here, specifically, it talks about this. It, it says that they began to speak in tongues. And what it means is that there were folks from every tribe and tongue and land that were around them. And when the apostles began to speak in their, their own tongue, those that heard it, heard it in their motherland tongue. Even if you spoke only Spanish and you spoke Latin, okay, I said Hey, girls, and you heard it in your homeland. It's your ears. Somehow your ears heard it in your own homeland, so you understood what they were saying. That's the gift of tongues. Have you got that? That's how the Spirit moved, so that when they spoke and when they preached, some people could understand what they were saying. God was getting his word out, getting the truth out. Now, what's amazing, and you've got to read this on your own, in Acts chapter 2, verse 14 Peter begins to preach. It's sort of the first sermon, and it is, bam! I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know you think that every week when you come here, but this is like spot on good, okay? And in verse 41, it says that at the end of it, 3,000 believed in Christ and were baptized that day. Now, how big is Yulee High School? 1,500 maybe or 2,000, if that. Okay, more than your high school that day, one sermon got saved and were changed that day. We're going to start from there, okay? This is the book of Acts. We're going to be in the book of Acts for a while. And so I wanted to lay it out some for you. And we've got a couple of great Star Wars Day stuff. Are you ready? Are you good? All right, look here at verse 42, okay? And it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles. This is all these souls, those that believed in Christ. Uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' te- teaching and, and the fellowship uh, to the b- breaking of bread 
and the prayers. Okay, that's what they began doing. Now, I want you to understand this is the start of the church. There have been a lot of, you know, Christ has, has lived his life. He's died on a cross, okay? He died as a, a perfect life, as a sacrifice for our sins. They saw this man live a life without sin. They knew what he did. And when he, he, he came back for 40 days to teach them, once he died, he rose again. He came back and taught them more. And then he left up, we see in, in the first part of Acts. And now we see here that the church, see, we're at a church now. We've sort of evolved or come from this first church when they first began to meet. Look at the four things that, that they did. First, they devoted the, themselves. They de- that means if you de- devote to something, it is you are going all in. You are going for it. It's going to be what you do. It's not like, should I do this or that? No, it's I'm doing that. They devoted themselves to the apostles' te- 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 teaching. Now, what does this mean? It means they sat and heard these guys that had lived and been with G- G- Jesus, and they learned all they could about him and what he did for, for them and his plan for for them, okay. So it's for us. It's to get in the Word. It's for us. I spit all the way to Jake. I'm sorry, Jake. You didn't mean that. And um, you know, for us, it's 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 to to come to church. It could be Wednesday night. It could be Sunday morning. It could be on our own time when we're at home, as we just read the Word on our own. They devoted themselves to um, the Word at that time, which came from the mouths of those apostles. Are you with me? Yes, we sort of are. Two is um, they devoted themselves to. Fellowship. Now, let me explain something to you. Fellowship is more than going out to eat with a group of friends. Okay, they're not okay because we think, oh well, we're good at that. We do that a lot of times. Fellowship here is when you're going and spending time with those um, that that believe in Christ, and you even talk about the things of God within your life or within their life. Things of God come up. That's fellowship. I've got some of the greatest times of fellowship with youth when I get a call from youth going, hey, Dan, could I talk to you? Because I've got to tell you what God is doing in my life. And those are the, the, those are the fruitful fel, 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 fellowship times. Some of you think that you're good at it, but you're not. We're good. You, you hang out r- really good, but how much do you Fellowship, where you're talking about the things of God. If we don't ever bring up the th- things of God, is fellowship re- really there? That's what they did. Also, it says right here, they, they took part in the breaking of bread, the Lord's Supper. Why did they do this? Because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Remember the cross. Remember what he did, to be reminded what he did. We, we do this in our church every, usually third or fourth week of the month. Because the cross is the key. If we forget about that, we're going to miss everything. And then prayer, okay? Does that sound like a church to you? They were in the Word. Fellowship with the things of God. They um, they broke bread together, the Lord's Supper, and they prayed, right? Does that sound like church? Does it sound like a good church to be a, a part of? Do you think you do do these some some uh, of uh, of these things? I hope so. I hope we do we do them some. So let's go on. Look in verse 43. It says, in, in awe, it's almost like a fear, came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Verse 44. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, 
breaking bread in their homes, they receive their food with glad and generous hearts. Look at here in verse 43, the word every. Verse 44, all. Also together, also the word all. Verse 45, they, they were selling their proceeds to all. Uh, verse 46, attending the temple together. Do you understand that they were a, a body that did things together as a body, as a group? Question, do you think a church today should be part of a thing that you do things together, that you're led by the Spirit of God in many things, part of the stuff you do on your own. We have our own lives, but there's a corporate deal that's important to be a part of. Do you agree with that? I mean, I think we do. Um, now, look at this last verse. It says that they were praising God and, 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 and having favor with all the pe- pe- people. All the stuff that they were doing together and as a group was being seen by those that did not believe. And it says that and, and they, were, they were having favor. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Because of what they were doing as a group, as a team, God was, was moving in them. Do we understand that? Have you ever seen God, God move? I mean, just even in a small way. I hope in your own life you have, but even in, in a friend's life, or, or it could be at a camp, it could be, um, it could be here, um, where you've sort of seen God. I want to be a part of a thing where I see God move. So let me ask you this. Do we all agree that if you're part of a church, that you should be active and together in the the church, right? And I understand there's some here that su- Sunday, this church is not your home church, and that's okay. Um, Wednesday night it is, and I'm thrilled that it is. And I ask that this, that you take what I'm saying and apply it exactly to Wednesday night youth group and when we talk about how we are called to do this and be this and make an impact at our school or whatever we talk about, put it in that con- context at, as well. So at what age do you think you are called to be an active participant in the church? Anybody? When you're a a baby? Is that what you said? A baby? Four. Four's a good age. What do you think? Four. A baby? Is everybody agree? Is it? You know, I think it's at least the age when you begin to understand that you sin and your sin keeps you away from God and you need Jesus. For some, that could be four. For some, that could be eight. Right or ten or 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 twelve, but but there's a spot there which you understand that, and at that point when you understand your lostness and your need for Christ is when we're called to be active participant in the church. Now, what in the world am I talking about? Because the question is, are you a symbiote or are you a, par- par- a parasite? Take that in the context of the church that you attend. Do you just go to church? And just suck out what you need? Or do you go there and do you gain stuff? Because I want you to suck out stuff that you need. But I want you to give too. We miss out if we miss the point that we're not just supposed to come and take. And it's me, church. And if I don't like what you're doing, I'm going to leave because it makes me mad. Because you don't do it my way. Because there are a lot of people that believe that. And they live their life that way and they just miss out. And they just sort of suck and they're mad and they leave. And... um. God says, you know, you need to, to come and to get what you need, but also give. Because you may not know it, but you've got so much to give. You have so 
much to get. And a lot of times we're, we're too scared. We go, they won't, I, I can't do it. I, I'm not that good at it. Sometimes you just got to take that step and go for it. Or when, when you hear of a need in the church, you go, you know what? I may be 12, but I can help. I can do what I can. Our church is involved in something this month. Does anybody know what it's called? Live Simply Month. And the month itself is Live Simply So Others Can Simply Live. Okay? And the point of it is this. Let me share it with you. Some of you may know, but some may not. As a church, we're asking folks, everybody, everybody who's accountable, if you have been been changed by Christ, I think you're accountable. And a lot of times, and, and I'm bringing this up because students... Uh, don't don't miss out how important you are in this and how important this is for you. We're asking you to do this. For the month of May, live sim- simple. What does that mean? Well, you take care of your needs, um, things you need to survive, that you've got to, to take, care, take care of, um, but you lay down your wants for the month. How is that seen? Well, that's seen in um, how much do you go out to eat? Or do you choose not to go out to eat for the month? How much do you um, go to the movies? Oh, wait, you don't understand. This is great film coming out um, that I want to see in like a week and a half. It'll be there two and a half weeks past that to see it. Not you choose, and I'm saying choose. And I'm not saying if you, if you don't get on board, you're going to hell. Okay, understand that. It's not anything like that, but it is this. It's something we as a church have felt called to do. And last year, we really saw an awesome movement of God in when we did it March of a year ago. And I don't want you to to miss out on God working in your life. So I'm I'm saying, hey, you know what? You really don't need to go out to eat. We don't need to go out to eat. Uh, That film you want to go get, you don't need to do that. Um, Shopping? You can get by a month without it. You really can. And what the the thing that is being asked is this. And I, I'm I'm bringing. I want to bring this to you to your level because you have money. You are a consumer in this world, and you have money. And you could withstand and refrain from stuff. And we're asking everybody in the church to to do this. To take whatever you save and do not spend for the month. And give it to God. We're going to have a time at the end of the month. We may have a time our last Wednesday night in here. Because some of you don't go to our church. But we may have a time for you, youth, to give on the 25th of May. Going, this is, I'm, I'm, this is what I, I, I held back. Now, why are we asking you to give? Okay? So, Brother Dan, get a new car. No. Okay. There were shocked faces like, oh, really? So that we can give it away. We want to give it away to um, those in need that are going to talk about Christ to a world in need. Give, we, last year, we gave forty-two grand away. Of the money that was, was given, we gave it all away. And then the next month, we were so blessed in our giving, we gave away fifteen grand more just because we could to those things in need. We want to do that again. And, and whatever folks give, but it's a sacrifice to give, but God will bless the sacrifice. And you understand there are so many in need. And I want you to see a couple of things that we are going to support this year. You may know some about them, uh, and some are sort of in your face. Let me warn you. Um, It's a little tough 
to swallow, but I want you to see why am I even asking you to be a part of this? Because I think these things are important, and there's so many that need to hear about the love of Christ. So let's hit that first video, see. NBC News in-depth tonight, a rare glimpse into a world both horrible and heartbreaking. Here is some of what NBC's Chris Hansen has uncovered in a Dateline NBC investigation. Poverty is no excuse for forcing children into prostitution, says Gary Haugen, who runs a U.S.-based human rights group, International Justice Mission. 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 The thing that keeps them there is violence, is terror. We will kill you, we will beat you. The actual leverage impact of rule of law is miraculous. All you need to do is establish a credible deterrent and the people who once were slave masters decide they need to get out of that business. What do the papers mean? Freedom. God knows what their future would have been. That's what we're all about. That's the impact that we are having by rescuing children out of those dark, evil places and seeing them mature and grow, be educated, be free. IJM, International Justice Mission. That, that's one group we are going to um, help support. This past year, we gave them over 10 grand uh, just to help uh, save girls in need uh, in, in, in spots that we could not even dream of being in. So take a look at this next one. There is a problem. 639 people groups in the world have yet to be directly reached with the good news of Jesus Christ. We call these groups UUPGs, Unengaged, Unreached People Groups. The solution is simple. Reach them. developing movements in India, 
Ethiopia, Sudan, and Myanmar. Today, the focus is Ethiopia and the Amhara region. Not too far from Lake Tana in northern Ethiopia live over one million southern Ago people. The realities? These people groups are extremely poor and primitive, relying mostly on non-mechanized traditional agriculture. Unemployment has hit 30% in urban areas, with a per capita of 102 U.S. dollars. The barriers? Little or no clean water is available for drinking, cooking, or bathing. There is a large medical problem with malaria and the risk of AIDS and HIV is growing. Schools are overcrowded and education is only available through 6th grade. There is a major shortage of medical facilities with the only hospital a 3-hour walk away. With these realities and barriers, specific strategies are needed to reach the Southern Ago people and show them the love of Christ. With God's help and the gifts he has given you and me, the task is not insurmountable. In fact, with God, we know that all things are possible. So here's the plan. As commanded by our Creator, we will continue to sow seeds by meeting the medical and clean water needs of the Southern Ago. This will be done by drilling wells and providing medical clinics. Did you know that 80% of disease would be eradicated just by providing clean water? What a remarkable way to present living water that is eternal. Raising the standard of living for women and children through Reflect, a program to teach simple language skills along with hygiene, family issues, and nutritional principles. Engaging in conversation through powerful media catalysts like the Jesus film. Together we can spread the gospel, develop disciples that will reach their own people and connect with more people who may have never heard the transforming gospel message. Imagine that you have never heard the gospel. Imagine if you were never introduced to the love of Christ. How will they know unless we go? I know, there's a lot to consider. There's a lot to take on and you may be asking yourself, what can someone like me really do? What you can do is simply reach out and invest in the solution. That's all. You've heard it a thousand times, but this task can be accomplished one person at a time. Pastor Mike and myself were trying to to work out a trip to Ethiopia to scout out a um, a people group that has never heard uh, about Christ, and um, for our church to adopt, where it's 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 sort of we we own them in in the the sense that we are responsible for them, and. we're going to work out ways to send teams, and there's um, two mi- missionaries that are there right now that we're p- probably going to come alongside and work with and um, do what we can to share the name of Christ with them. That's what Live sim- 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 Simply is all about. Take, take a look at this next clip. 
My mom, on Friday, she would always go out and drink, and then she would expect me to take care of my younger brother. And I was never the daughter. I was always, you're the mother right now, and this is what you're doing. She started drinking more, so she was constantly drinking, constantly coming home drunk. It was, like, too much for me, and so she sent me to my dad's house, and... He didn't want me. The verbal abuse started when I first got there. I used to sit on my roof waiting for him to get home because I never wanted to be in the house when he came home. No child should ever be treated this way. Mackenzie found a new life and a great new home here at the Florida Baptist Children's Homes. Before I got here, I thought everyone was going to be like all quiet and sad and everything, but it was the exact opposite. Everyone was like very chipper and being around some of the people who were just, they were happy and that made me feel secure knowing that maybe I would end up that way. Mackenzie had to go through a lot as a young girl, more than any girl her age should have to go through. And because of those circumstances, she's here at the children's home. And because she's been able to come to the children's home, we've been able to invest our lives in her. And she's been truly a blessing to us. We always did daily devotions, and we always talked about God, and all of us had questions, but I think I just had a lot of questions that might have been a a little bit more deep. That night was the night that I realized that Jesus was real. I looked at my house parent, I told him, I want to get saved, and I want to get saved right now. So he led the prayer, um, and I followed him in that prayer, and I declared Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. At that moment, it was like everything was okay. The next step for me is to going to the Baptist College of Florida in Graceville. Not only was childhood education available there, but also the missions part of it was available. If the children's homes hadn't intervened and said, okay, well, we'll take you in, and we'll love you and take care of you and teach you about Christ and if they hadn't led me to Christ then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now and if it weren't for people helping the children's home then none of us here probably would have ever received Christ yeah you just hit the stop all on that see um there's kids around the state that sometimes we think we've had a bad day, but we don't even know what, it, what it's like to have a, a bad day. Um, some of the funds that are, are given this month, we're going to give to these homes around the state just to help to take care of kids, to love on kids, to share Christ with the kids. Let me share this, though. Simply Live Month. We understand um, that sometimes you've got plans, you've got things that you've got plan to do. Some of you are going to graduate in a few weeks, and you may have a party, things that you're going to do. Still do that. It may be a birthday. I know you've got prom. Still do that. Um, I'm about to leave on vacation with my wife and kids for a week. We're still going to do that. Um, This was just where our, 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 our trip fell, and we're going to use sort of our savings to take care of our trip. But we're still going to do this month. We're going to, you know, when we're back, we're going to be back in it. Um, not, not going to go out to eat. You understand how that kills me? It kills me. I'm, 
I am ecstatic when I just get to get food somewhere. No offense to my wife, but I just love to eat to, to eat out. Um, so I understand it's hard. Um, but let me share this, why we do it. One thing is because there's people in need right here in Yulee at the Hope House and the TLC pre- Pregnancy Center are going to impact and assist in the name of Christ. That's why we want to help. Um, because the International Justice Mission is going to save young girls and teens from a horror that we can't even grasp, and they're doing it in the name of Christ. Um, because the Florida Baptist Children's Home is rescuing kids from a dire, dire life, and they're doing it in the name of Jesus. And uh, we're doing it because there's a people group in Ethiopia that who have never heard the name of G- G- Jesus. That's why, man, it's important for you just to understand what we're doing. It's to spread the gospel throughout the land. It's not to make your life awful. I think you'll find if you do this, you will see God work. And so many times we go, I wonder why I'm not seeing God work in my life. Well, are we ever stepping out on faith? Final thing is it's your move. Are you in? I'm not going to check off who I find out it gives and is a part of this. But I do ask this. If you do it, don't just come the, the last week and put five bucks in the plate and pat yourself on the back. Um, it's about if that's what you all you have and that's what you saved or whatever, that's great. But if it's, you're doing it to make yourself feel good, don't do that. The whole point is to live simple. Sacrifice so that others can live and have a chance to live. And... Um, it's your move. Are you in? You, and that's your your choice. And um, it's your choice also if you're going to be a symbiote or a parasite. And I don't mean to be harsh when I say that, but it's true. There are many in the churches today that are par- par- parasites. It's all about you. And man, I don't want you to be like that because they live lives where they're bitter and they're upset and they miss out on what God is doing. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for tonight. The chance just to talk about some things about you. Lord, the fact that your early church was a church that was together, that they were all in, that they worked as a team, that as you moved, they moved, and they helped each other. They walked beside each other. Lord, for those that are in here that want to make a commitment to you, saying, you know what, I I want to do this for this month. Live simply for this month. I want to be a part of that. Lord, I ask that you'll give courage, uh, strength. Lord, bless them in whatever way you want to. Lord, we don't ask that you give us more, but we just ask for you to move and you to work. And Lord, above all else, we want whatever is given to go to give you honor and glory. I ask that you bless each each, each student here, each home that's represented here. Uh, And Lord, uh, we thank you for the chance to serve you and the fact that you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sign up for camp, please, before you leave. Uh, It's going to be a great week of camp, and y'all have a great week yourselves.